It's happening, everyone. It's Kyle from Magpie Twenty Four Seven, Episode Four. Now we've been me and Paul have been talking. I'm joined by Paul, and we actually need a name for this podcast. Um, Paul was mentioning it a couple of days. He was like a couple of days ago. He was like um, Magpie Twenty Four Seven. It doesn't sound like a showy kind of name. Um, so we need we kind of need a name. So we're turning to we're turning to the uh, people that listen to it. Can you try and give her a nice name? Because I can't think of anything. I mean, um, Paul's wife. Bless be her. kind. Be, be kind as well. No, oh, no, be tech. You know, be tech. Phil Mitchell, and I'll write that in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Serious suggestions, please. Uh, that would be yeah, that would be great. But um, um, Paul's wife, bless her, she came up with um, uh, Magpod, which um, I immediately shot down. But um, that's the best we've came up with so far, kind of thing. Like, so um, if if you want to let one know a decent name for the podcast, be kind, of course. But um, uh, if you want to <laughs> let one know a decent name for, for what we could call this podcast, uh, do let one know and do get in touch via well, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or just uh, leave a comment because I've got a comment section on Spotify. So uh, it's pretty handy that. But uh, yeah, we move in this one. We're going to mention we're going to talk about the petition uh, first and foremost, because I think it's warrant a message. As we record this now, it's on ninety nine thousand two hundred and something. So it's doing magnificently well. I mean, when I when I first seen the target of we need to get this to hundred k, I was like, a petition like that has never happened for Newcastle United and its fan base. But we've piled together celebrities, uh, fan groups, fan channels, uh, Facebook uh, pages, Twitter pages, all have came together behind NUST Nust. And uh, we've really got this petition sorted out. Like, so we're nearly on that hundred thousand. And I just want to thank everybody because the fan base, especially on social media, has been it, 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 at the worst times. It can be really toxic, and we felt that last year for for um, boycott Arsenal in particular with the season ticket stuff, Paul. But oh, um, yeah. I, I just want you, I just want you to talk about the petition a bit and how together the fan base is because it's just. It, uh, for me, I think it's unreal. It's the most united I think I've seen the fan base in quite some time, to be honest. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, when we started and our discussions about Magpie twenty four seven, one of the key things that we wanted to work towards, achieve, uh, you know, be our USP, whatever you want to call it, was a, a, a more you know together and, and community side, you know, to it. We just felt that there was too many different self-interests, too many different groups, too many different pages, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it harkened back to what True Jordy used to say in the day, that trying to unify the Newcastle United fans behind any one given cause was a difficult, difficult thing. And we said that, you know, part of doing what we were doing was to work with different people from across all divides and to really try and look at it from a different perspective, not, you know, a, a case of we're Magpie 24-7 and we only want to work with people who are on, yeah, a case of, you know, if as long as you're a Newcastle United fan, we want to work with you, we want to talk to you, we want to debate, you know, with you, etc., uh, etc., etc. Et and seeing that sort of in practice now in the wider fan base has been very, very pleasing on, on the eye because... For as long as I can remember, it, it has. I do agree with the true Dory on that one. Uh, that uh, I mean, I don't agree with everything he does. Like I will say that for the record, <laughs> the dirty sod. Um, but <laughs> each to the own. Each to the own. 
Um, but yet, see the fans unite, uh, you know, behind the NUS, uh, behind the NUST umbrella, and to fight for a common cause, warmth the heart because we're all Newcastle United supporters. We're all Newcastle United mad. You know, we're an ants knob now away, Kyle, from hitting the hundred k. Which back when it first started, you're sitting there thinking, can it really, really get up to there? And then you see, there's I think something around about fifty thousand people from the UK who signed up and the rest are from around the world. Now, when you look at the list yeah. of countries where the people are signing up from, it goes to show you, contrary to what the Premier League and Dick Masters uh, think, Newcastle United is a worldwide brand with supporters spread throughout the world. and We have global influence in you know, in for the Premier League, but it's, it's just brilliant. I mean, we've been contacting people from uh, Denmark, uh, was, it, was it Holland the other Norway. Uh, Norway. Yeah, Norway. So, you know what I mean? I, we're, obviously, we're just starting out on this new new adventure, and I thank everybody who's listened, who's messaged this kind stuff through, who's, uh, you know, subscribed to the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, and all of, all of that good stuff, as well as on Spotify and everything. But to get all of these great comments to see where they're coming from all around, you know, throughout the world to see the fans united and to see them working with a common goal and the egos and the old boundaries being ripped up and, and, and people conversing about the thing we all love. Newcastle United yeah. is brilliant. So yeah, long may it continue. And this gives us our best chance possible to get this deal back on the table fully and get it sorted, Kyle. And that's, that's got to be everybody's, End, you know, end goal. Yeah, for sure, mate. I, I yeah. totally agree. Um, I've got to shout out London Magpie Group as well because they must have listened to the last podcast and what I said. I said, if there's <laughs> any people out in London, um, go and help Haraway, man. And uh, lo and behold, to go with banners and stuff. And I've been spamming the Premier League with the photos they came up with. Uh, all of them photoed with um, banners of uh, cor- like corruption against the Premier League and stuff. Outside making a stand and yeah, shout out these. He's doing brilliant and had a way man as well, doing fantastic. I seen he oh, was, I, on, him. Um, he was him. On, I think he was on Steve Rafe's live stream the other day and uh, speaking with passion and stuff. I mean, the the way he was going on about his songs wasn't too great, man. But um, it's been a while since we've been in the grounds and that, so I let him off. But uh, shout out to him for for going down as just one man with not trying to get it, get any numbers or anything like that. Just going down with a. Uh, just trying to ask the um, Richard Master some questions. So fair play at home. And I'm yeah. really happy that a, a group down in London, Newcastle based, like Newcastle fan based, have went and uh, helped in numbers. So uh, yeah, massive shout out to them, Paul, for sure. Yeah, classics. I mean, he's been down there all all week, hasn't he? He went down. He was respectful. He was polite, but he was still forceful. He got it all recorded. He got it shared with the fan base, and I think he's helped to really again, light that fire to keep it, uh, you know, flamed up. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, down to just what one man uh, set set off and and done. I've seen Mackham's take the piss and this, that and the other. I've seen a few uh, not-so-nice things on social media. And I would say that, you know, that doesn't need addressing. Um, Obviously, a a different podcast at a different time. But, yeah, I I commend, commend the lad. I can really, really do because from, you know, small seeds, mighty oaks grow um, and you just, you just don't know. Um, But this week it has been fantastic to see 
different pages, different personalities uh, come together, reach out and, and work as, as one. And it's been a strange week as well, obviously, because <laughs> to see Newcastle fans working alongside Mike Ashley, offering the olive branch out to Mike Ashley just to get him his cash so he'll basically, you know, <laughs> piss off back down the year one and M one and go back home uh, and, you know, prop up his, his, tat, his tat empire. Um, but it's certainly been a very, very uh, productive week. And obviously with everything that's happened, we just now, we have to cross everything. We have to keep the pressure up. We have to keep getting the petitions spread around. Um, and then, you know, it, it's, gone, it's gone to the top, hasn't it? It's gone to Boris. Boris is getting involved, all the local MPs. I know I was hounding my local MP. Um, again, spamming the Premier League for everything possible. Uh, every little bit truly does does help. And I think people have bought into it this time where, you know, like on the on the boycott Arsenal one, yeah, people just, just didn't. And that was that was pretty infuriating after everything uh, that had gone on around that. But uh, yeah, lovely to see the fan base so united. Let's hopefully get what we want and be out, you know, be able to go and watch when it's safe to do so. A successful and a prosperous and aspirational Newcastle United. I really hope so, mate. I mean, even if yeah, because I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, well, what's the point of signing signing petitions and that?" And Muckums have said this, you know, why sign petitions and stuff? I mean, I came across a video the other day oh, from. Um, from uh, <laughs> From an Irish guy, um, HITC Sport, um, ah, a good, good friend of mine and a good friend of yours too, Paul. Yeah. He's helped doing various charity events and that over the years. So he's top lad. Um, he did a video about uh, Sunderland fans doing a petition to get Ellis Short out the door, you know. This was a couple of years ago, and it got only 4,000 um, signatures. 4,000 for the mighty Sunderland to uh, get the furiously banned. Come on, you know, you know, and I know half of them only write in crayon, and <laughs> the the other half they've probably never seen a pen in the life, you know, time, and they can't write. Uh, yeah, irrelevant. Typ typ typical Sunderland third division tribe. Um, yeah, we 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 may be going through a hard time, but we can always uh, afford a, a cheap dig and a cheap uh, shot at uh, Sunderland. And no doubt it'll be, be thrown I remember watching, well. remember watching that comedy on Netflix and uh, at the end of the second season, that um that Charlie Mulvern, whatever his flipping name is, the oh, one that's yeah. in the yeah. disco music and that at the stadium of light. And he's like, <sighs> uh, oh, we must walk the league um, next season. Anything else is other than failure. And then you've got that meme with the lads with a coffin and the music. It's hilarious. But um, anyway... Now we've spoken about the petition and that, we're going to do something we haven't actually talked about yet, which I know as a football podcast, you meant to talk about football, but we kind of haven't. I mean, the first episode was about we're leaving NFTV. The second one was about um, was about Mike Ashley. Well, no, it was about the Premier League and it was about uh, the takeover falling through. And the third one was just answering general questions. So there was a little bit of football in between with a couple of the questions that was sent in. Thanks for sending them, by the way. But it's actually time to talk about some football for once, which is... <laughs> I mean, and we're, we're finally talking about, but we're going to do like a, we're going to go through the entire Newcastle squad, Loney's inclu included. We're going to sum up the season, whether they've been at other clubs or Newcastle, uh, just to uh, describe the the loan players, and we're going to give them a rating out of, between one and ten, and then um, we're going to decide whether we're going to keep them or sell them uh, going into the next season, or what we would do. Um, I do realise it. A lot of this would depend on a takeover, and <laughs> um, whether a lot of them would still go. But 
as of as of we're recording this, we're just going to go that the takeovers fell through, and that's kind of it. So we're just going to go from top to bottom. The takeovers, like, hypothetically, the takeovers fell through. So we're going to next season with Mike Ashley and, and all that. Fingers crossed that changes, and we'll have to do a complete new one. But that's by the by. I, um, I would love to do a, a complete new one with the new owners. And I tell you what, it would take about about two or three minutes. <laughs> it's more complicated, isn't it, at the moment? Because it's a bit like Spaghetti Junction. But, uh, yeah, great to get back onto the football. Oh, it is. Superb, mate. But, uh, as always, you do start with the goalkeepers in the squad. And I've got four goalkeepers. Uh, Dubravka, Darlo, Mark Gillespie, who's just recently signed, and uh, Freddie Woodman, who's been out at Swansea. But we'll start with Dubravka. Now, for me, this season, he he's probably been he's probably been my best player. Um by by a street, he's kept winning games. He's only made one or two big errors, um, but he's kept winning a lot of games this season. I'd say, along with maybe two or three other heads in the squad, uh, that Dubravka be respond one of them responsible for for keeping us up this season. So, don't know about you, Paul, but I'm going for a ten out of ten and a keep. Yeah, I have, I have to agree. Uh, Martin Dubravka is the Viagra of the Superman and Batman world. He is re- literally that good. He would give them to the extra lift that they need in certain situations. He is brilliant. Uh, say more saves than Batman, Superman combined. Yes, he has had the odd error, but goodness me, with the amount of time that Newcastle sit back and invite the pressure on, uh, with the way that we operate financially, etc., 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 he does brilliantly. He's one of our core group of players. And even if we take an over by the richest man in the world, I would still keep Martin Dubravka. He'd still be my number one in goal. I think yeah, he's been absolutely totally fantastic. 10 out of 10. Um, he is. He's a top level, top draw player. And I'm not going to count one or two ricks that he's made over the course of the season. I mean, look look at the likes of um, the Man United keeper, De Gea. Fuck me. He, 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 must, he must have um, a rick when he gets out of bed, when he's making <laughs> his cereal. You know what I mean? He, he, everything he does, he has a rick. Look at We Arms Pickford. The man... <laughs> Oh, I mean, obviously, you know, poor lad for being born in Sunderland and all that sort of thing. But uh, he does it all the time. He hoys them in. He literally hoys them in. He doesn't even know where the line is. The man's an absolute well, you galah. Proved it, you proved it. <laughs> the jammiest draw in history. But um, I was about 20 yards behind his line as he tries to save the ball, bless him. And he's but- England's number one, Kyle. That is ridiculous. If, if you're rating him as England's number one in a great keeper, then Martin Dubravka is literally streets and streets and streets yeah. ahead. And I stand by the comment. He's the Viagra for Superman and Batman. He is that He is that great. He is that good. Uh, he is that mighty. He is that powerful. Uh, 10 out of 10. Top lad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll go straight on to uh, Carl Darlow now. And to be fair, it's been a... It's been a frustrating season for Carl Darlow because, like, he's in one sense he played in the cups and stuff like that for Newcastle this season. But he got that big chance. He was going to get that big chance after Southampton, um, because Dubravka went down injured, and well, he played he played through the rest of the game, I think. But Darlow yeah, was waiting for the chance to come through, and uh, the coronavirus happened. So, like, obviously the football was locked down, the country was locked down. He got that chance taken away from him. But I'm gonna have to judge him on his games in the cup, and I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I, I think he was um, below par. I think the free kick against Oxford he conceded was ridiculous. I thought he could have saved that. I think Dubravka would have comfortably saved that. 
Um, and I think he conceded, what, five goals in in three or four games? And he played against lower league opposition every time. So I kind of give him any higher than a three. Uh, it might be harsh. These will be a lot. I, I mean, when we do player ratings and that in the future, um, I will probably be the harsh one of the two. And I have been called harsh in the past, but um, I call it like I say it. And I think Darlow, even though being limited to chances to how good Dubravka is, um, when he's been called upon, I don't think he's been very good. So um, yeah. I'd say three out of ten. I would say, first of all, Kyle, it's always good just to speak the truth. Speak your mind, no filter. And that's what we're all about. Uh, you know, if you think it, say it. Um, but at least you can put your hand on... Uh, you know, on the Bible and whatnot, and swear that uh, you are exactly what it says on the tin. Me also as well. Uh, so where I would keep Martin Dubravka, I would probably look to sell Carl um, Darlow, in all honesty. He's got a year left on his contract. I think he's had a slightly below average season, all in all. Yes, it was probably gutting for him, but it was a blessing in disguise for us that we got Martin Dubravka back for the, you know, for the remaining games and stuff. Um, he's got a mint chant. I loved singing the chant down at West Brom away as we were getting whacked by inflatable filth in the back of our heads. Uh, I loved all the chanting. I love all of that side of it. But ultimately, is he good enough? Is he Premier League standard? Would he get into any other Premier League team? I don't think so. I think he's championship, no. sadly. Nice lad by all accounts, this, that and the other. But that doesn't cut mustard when it's on the pitch. So I would sell and I'd have said... Um, about a four out of ten. I agree with you. Some of the the shots in the Oxford game, in particular, um, and even as I say the West Brom game and stuff like that. If you're a Premier League keeper, you make them saves, um, and I think there's a reason why we. Well, obviously we would go on to Gillespie shortly, but I think there's a reason why Gillespie's been brought in. And he's not been brought in to be third choice long term. Yeah, but, but I'll 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 knock it up to a four, mate. But. Um... I think he needs sold as well. Um, it's not because of lack of ability or anything. I just think simply it's because in the last year of his contract and we're not going to play this man. I think with Dubravka saying the long-term deal, he's not going to get a look in. It'd be FA Cup games for Darlow for the next five, six years if he was to stick around. So I think he's definitely a top championship goalkeeper with the potential. With to play in the Premier League. He's got he's certainly got the potential. He's great at saving penalties and he's got some amazing moments in a Newcastle shirt. But I think I think he's what 28, 29. I'd like to say Carl Darlow. Maybe go back to Nottingham Forest. because uh, I think you get first team football Don't there. The fight, the fight, <laughs> yeah, I best not, I'll I best brush over them quickly and, and move on. But um They do no, follow I, us though. <laughs> their their page does follow Magpie twenty four seven. The forest page. Yeah, good lad. I, I think it's Talk Forest TV. Shout out to them. But aye. um I, I I think a move back to somewhere like Nottingham Forest or maybe even across the road at Derby or so, like a top championship side. Yeah. I think they, would, they would take him on and he would do well because he proved for Newcastle under Benitez just how good he can be in goal. So I think it'd be time to move him on. I think he's done very well at Newcastle though. Uh, I probably has a, it'd be got the same goal kind of thing, but I think Dubravka just sets the bar so high, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to beat. But uh, I'd wish him all the best for damn sure. Um, ah, good bro, good bro. But uh, we'll move on. Well, so that's a four out of ten for Darlow, and we're gonna sell him. But um, next one is Mark Gillespie, and we've just brought this lad in from Motherwell as a free transfer. I think either yeah. that or he was released from Motherwell. 
But um, I don't know much about him, to be honest. I know he played for Carlisle. Um, he had a little bit of a stint for a, pre- like a lower league team that I can't remember. Um, I think it was like Walsall or something. And then he went up to Scotland and he yeah. had a good couple of years there. But, Do um, you remember I- him against... Um, there was a game he played and that that was the first thing that came to mind. He, he played against Liverpool in the League Cup and he was pretty mint. And I think it was like a 1-1 draw. So, I know people will correct us down below, uh, but I remember him from that. Uh, and obviously, he used to be on the books of Newcastle, and he's, he's returning home, Geordie DNA, and all of that. Um, but, you know, from what I've seen, obviously, his contract ran out, I believe, up in Scotland. So we've taken advantage of that and we've brought him in. He looks decent. Um, and I think he's been brought in for a reason. I think he's going to be backup choice to Martin Dubravka. I don't think he's going to settle for a number three when he was a number one over Motherwell. Local lad and all of that. Um, but obviously he's not kicked a ball in anger for uh, for us. Clearly we're I not going to sell him if he brought him in. I've put him down as non-applicable because he hasn't kicked the ball for yeah. Newcastle. It's just a case to keep our selling and I would, I, well, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be very harsh to sell, um, to sell, I was going to say Keith Gillespie there, I was going to say he's a bit old now uh, for to play play every week, bless him, but um, Mark That's Gillespie. still better than that, so, God, who said that? There's interference on this line, Kyle, there's interference. We're going to get out to your favourite player soon, Paul, don't you worry, oh, mate. Oh, hey, um, hey. uh, we've got to keep them, haven't we? Yeah, for sure. But on, on to the first loanee of the, the podcast, which is um, Freddie Woodman. Uh, he's had a decent loan spell out at Swansea, actually. I think they made... Uh, did they make the playoffs and get beat off Brentford? I think yeah, they made the playoffs, but he got he got injured, didn't he? It was at the last game of the season. Uh, he got sadly injured, so he wasn't able to to help them out. But uh, he's had a fantastic season down in uh, down in South Wales, and he's yeah, continuing yeah. his development, development on. But... Uh, I don't know what yeah what you think of him. I've seen him a few times, but I must admit only highlights and stuff of when I've watched like championship games or the odd twenty minutes, you know, as I've been flicking through Sky channels. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him. Uh, like uh, the the one game I watched him play, West Brom beat um, Swansea like four two or something. Or, like it was just I was sitting yeah, in the sandman in the build up to one of the matches, waiting for you. Ironically, Paul, um, and. <laughs> They were just getting they were just getting smashed up that day. But like Woodman's had a really good season, and Swansea fans really like him. And I know he's wanting to stay there as well. So it might be a case of letting him go because I know he's in his last year of his contract, similar to Carl Darlow. But I know Bruce Bruce wants to keep ahead of him in some capacity because you want it. You want to keep free goalkeepers ideally, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if we got rid of Woodman. And uh, brought another goalkeeper in. Um, I think for the season, I think Woodman deserves a five out of ten. I think he's been very solid for Swansea. Um, from a Newcastle front, he obviously hasn't played since um, since we beat Luton in the FA Cup. But like, yeah, he's done well for Swansea. And I think he, if he was to come back, he'd give more of a challenge to the number one goalkeeping shirt than uh, than Carlo has. But um, yeah, I don't see I don't see Woodman playing another game for Newcastle. Uh, so it'll be a five out of ten, and I think he will be sold. So I'm going to go for a sell. Uh, what, what about you, mate? Yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities in his situation as to what Fraser Foster had. If you remember him, when he was doing decent stuff at Newcastle, and then all of a sudden he was shipped out, wasn't he? Um, on a few loans, didn't want to then come back and be a number two or a number three, uh, and was ultimately sold on. 
I've got a feeling that it's going to be deja vu. I've heard two different versions, one of which with Newcastle were wanting to cash in, because obviously we haven't got two quid to rub together. But then Swansea, which is his preferred destination, again, haven't got a pot to piss in. So basically, they are looking for another loan. So Newcastle have said, OK, we could theoretically do another uh, a loan deal for you, but we're going to want you to sign a contract again, akin to what he did at the beginning of last season, yeah. to protect uh, our position so that we can sell you on. At some point, sooner rather than later, he is going to be sold on. I've got a feeling now, based upon what's been said and what Bruce has said, that he'll sign a new one-year extension. He'll be loaned out to Swansea for one more year with the proviso that you need to stump up the cash. And they'll be looking at getting him in, getting promotion to the Premier League and then using some of that cash to, to buy um, Freddie Woodman. So to me, again, I think he's had a very, very good um, season. If I'm judging it on what I've seen, uh, I'd probably give him maybe um, a six based upon his performances down there. Only from what I've seen, obviously, it's very, very limited. I don't watch Swansea week in, week out. Um, but personally, if we're going to sell him in a year's time, I'd rather you sell him now and reinvest the money that you can get for a Freddie Woodman uh, on reinforcements because our squad yeah. is absolutely worth it as, as we uh, record this at the moment. So personally, I would sell. I think it's been a six out of 10 season and I think there'll be some decent money um, out there for you know a young uh, English goalkeeper with a heck of a lot of potential uh, who's obviously looking now to become a number one as opposed to a backup. But if he was at Newcastle, I think he'd be the number two now, realistically. That's where he, yeah. he would be yeah. aiming. Uh, but he's not going to dislodge Dubravka. So, you know, keep the player happy, Kyle. You sell him, you get the money, and you reinvest it uh, elsewhere, and you see if we can produce another one. Because we've done pretty decent, haven't we, with goalkeepers bringing them through for uh, yeah. other clubs, albeit. Um, but, yeah, sell. Sell, sell in six. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to just. I wouldn't disagree with it, mate. I mean, we'll just give them own scores by the by the looks of things as we go on. But um, I, I think, I think Woodman will be shown the door, and it'd be nice to bring a, another goalkeeper through. I've seen the 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 younger goalkeepers have went out on loan. Uh, I think it was Nathan Harkas went to went to Markham, so I wish him now put the best for next season. I uh, was there. Uh, was it Jake? I think it was Jake Turner because I think Hark has gone. As well, well isn't he? that's right. It's Jake Turner. Hawk got released, man. Yeah, my mistake. But um, I wish them. I wish both of them the best in that case. Then, um, I hope Hawk can find a, a decent team to, to build his stock up again because he was at Bolton beforehand. No, no, it's, I, 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 I've mixed them up. I think that was the other one. But um, anyway, I'm going to move on. I'm, 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 digging myself, I'm digging myself into a hole here, Paul. I think he did go non-league with Lee Clark up at Blythe Spartans or somewhere. I think he did. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've mixed the two with the career, I think. Yeah. But either, either which way, both of them are not going <laughs> to, they're not going to get in the Newcastle team, are they? No, no. But um, it's yeah. time to move on to, to the right back situation. Obviously, this has been one of the major errors going into, well, last, all, if you analyse last season, look for everything. Right back was one of the major problems. And I'm going to go on to Yedlin uh, first and foremost. And, I'm going to give him a free straight from the off. Um, and the reason I'm going to say a free, I just think, in fact, no, I'm going to give him a two, actually. Um, I don't think, he, I think he's had one good game this season at home to Bournemouth, uh, where he scored that, um, scored that header. It was header. a good goal, wasn't it? It was a, it was a damn good header, I don't get it wrong, but 
every time he's played this season, he's just looked way, 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 way off the pace. I don't know if he's still suffering recoup. Uh, what's the word? Recuperations, I think it is. Um, yeah. I, I, some, I, I don't know. He's still suffering the effects of his injury, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And um, I, I don't know. It's just... It's just re- it's been really difficult for him, and he, I just don't think he looks on the pace anymore. Um, he's been linked with clubs in the MLS, and I think, I think a move back back home for Yedlin, especially with how many caps he's had for America, and he's in he's in the prime of his career. So hopefully, he can build some stock back up again, and really have a good couple of seasons out in America. I just don't see him staying at Newcastle. To be honest, I think from being linked elsewhere, and and like, you know, with especially with what's going on in in America at, at the moment. And I know with, with his activity on Twitter and stuff, of how, how passionate he is, is on the matter. I think, I think um, the, the heart's going to grow fond at her to go back home. Um, that's got nothing to do with the way he's playing or anything like that. Um, I just think on a human level, I think it seems to be the best option for him. Um, but on the field, I just don't think he's had any good performances. The the game against Oxford for me was one of the worst performances I've seen from a right back away from home. <laughs> uh, he just didn't see. He just seemed so off the pace. And um, the the left winger had a field day with Yedlin that night, and was I think he was a fall for one or two of the goals, which led to them get back getting back into the tie. But what do you think, Yedlin, mate? Because I'm at a two and sell. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with the score. I think a two is, is bang on for him. I'd also look, be looking to sell him. Since his injury, he hasn't had the same pace. Pace is one of his most um, useful attributes, as it were. The ability to bomb on down and stuff, I think it's just waned a little bit this season. I don't know if injuries have taken uh, effect. There's strong rumours uh, linking him to both Brentford and Fulham as well as uh, move back to the MLS. The MLS, I think, appeals to him on the heartstrings, but it doesn't pay the books that he's after at the end of the day, and he's on a very, very healthy uh, wage packet in Newcastle. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd move heaven and earth and get him sold. He's a defender who can't defend. He he has lost a bit of pace. Um, crossing ability, it's not really there, is it? Yes, it was a fantastic goal against Bournemouth. Um <laughs> You know, he's a colourful character with colourful haircuts. And again, he seems like a smashing lad. You know, he speaks a lot of sense. Um, but unfortunately, if we're judging it purely on the football that we've seen this season alone, uh, then you'd have to say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but it's time to, to move you on. Thanks for everything that you've done for us. Uh, and like I said, I think two out of ten is, is a very, very fair score i mean he's been destroyed i think literally every time he's been put in kyle um and i kept thinking is he injured or has he not played any reserve games or has he not done this is there an issue with training but everybody speaks so positively and so well about him and you see him on his social media and he makes a lot a lot of sense the lad yeah. does but ultimately you've got you've got to judge it haven't you on, on the football and i think a lot of opposition teams now know that Newcastle are soft down the right-hand side. You can get in down that side uh, and exploit and score goals as well. So, yeah, time to ship them out, mate, and get a get an upgrade. Thanks very much for everything, uh, DeAndre. 
Aye, for sure. He's definitely been a, a good servant, especially the there was a two year period between the first like the championship season under Rafa and the first season back under Rafa. But I think there's just been a casual decline with Yedlin that's stemmed further than, than the past season, if I'm honest with you, mate. But um yeah, I think I, I think a move to Fulmer Brentford would be a nice little uh resurgence for him and he could go and prove we're both wrong. But um yeah, I think I think, I think it, it, it suits, you know, the, the lifestyle and the area and, you know, obviously he's, he's lived down there and stuff before, hasn't he worked down there before? So that could well prolong his, his career and his pay packet as well. But the heartstrings have got to be pulling to go back home and, and, and you know, to, to play in the MLS and affect change at a time where, you know, change is needed in, in, in the US and stuff. And also as well to to improve the reputation. It's a growing reputation, the soccer as it is over there. Uh, so he can go over there and have a big impact on trying to improve the quality of, be one of, the, uh, of the league. He would be one of the better players in the league, so I think it'd be a, yeah. it'd be a good move for him. And we'd always hold him in high regard in any ways, Newcastle fans, because he's never had a bad thing to say about what he's always spoke well, he's always done well. Yeah, always, always gave everything he's had. Do you know what I mean? That there's a there's a the question of his quality at the moment and his consistency in a Newcastle shape, but he's always gave everything he had. He's never walked off the field and you fought. He hasn't given everything he has. He's always he's always been a heart and his sleep kind of person, Yedlin. You can tell that from his character and everything like that. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, just to just to quickly uh, hit the score and hit the cell and move on, um, it'd be a two because I think he's been very poor this season on the field. But uh, if he does move on, I would wish him nothing but the best because he he deserves yeah, definitely. He, he definitely deserves it because he's proper sound lad. Love his dogs as well, by the way. Quality Instagram account. <laughs> But we'll move on to the next right back, which is uh, Javier Manquillo. And this is probably the best of the three, Paul. And I'm going to promote on to you, actually, because you have you were one of his biggest critiques last year in particular. And like, yeah. he's he's just, um, he's had a really good season. Well, he, before Project Restarts, he had a really good season. And then he kind of tailed off. But how do you think he fared this season, Manquillo? I think he's been the best of a bad bunch, to be honest. I, I think that it's, it, we've, it's an area of concern for me for the team moving forward. I think we need uh, reinforcements because the next chap on the list it, it isn't an answer in my book. Um, I will say though, I mean, like I remember down at Sheffield United, you know, he's got a cross on him. He can cross uh, really, really well. He can get up and down. He's tackling and defensive work has got better. I mean, last season, I think it was against Wolves when he just stopped running back and let their run a goal. The ball was crossed in and a goal was scored. And I was last season. I just saw a bit of a lack of uh, work ethic at times, uh, and like um, I just didn't see a a, a a defender who would like to defend, uh, and I didn't see any other strengths in him. But this season, you know, for the majority of it, he's been pretty decent, uh, and he's had that position, you know, all all himself. He's again been a fantastic professional, done a good job. When he's been pulled out of the team and put on the bench, he hasn't complained, whinged, bitched on social media or none of that. He's done exactly what was asked of him. He signed a new contract as well. I think he's a good squad player. Um, I agree with what you said. I don't think he's quite been at the heights since the restart and, and, and such. Is he a player who needs the fans there to be able to up his performance and his game time? Is it a bit of a, an artificial um, situation that he's, he's playing in? 
and he, he's not responding well to that. Perhaps there's an argument to be had there. Uh, but I would keep Javier Manquillo. Uh, and I think this season, based upon if it was the first part of the season, I'd have probably said maybe a seven. But I've got to take into consideration what's happened uh, since obviously the restart. So I'll knock him down to a six. That's to be fair, mate. I've been I typed it up as you were speaking. I put six and keep. Um, definitely number two for me in terms of right backs. I think we'll bring another one in in the summer. Um, and then have Man- Manquillo's competition for him. I think that would be excellent for her, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So I-, I-, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, Manquillo's definitely proved a lot of people wrong this season, uh, us two included, because before the end of last season, it would have probably been one of the first out the door if this uh, podcast was happening last year. But um, we, we, no, we'll, eat, we'll eat humble pie when it needs to be. We've done that, and that that is that is me and you, Kyle. If, if we make a mistake or we get something wrong or we misjudge the situation or we can see something has changed, then we'll quite honestly say, look, yeah, hands up, humble pie. And we've said it on umpteen occasions about likes of Javier Manquillo making us eat humble pie. Um, yeah. yeah, again, what you see is what you get. Yeah, 100. Well, what you hear is what you get in this case. But oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're you're still in video mode. You, I've still got a couple. I listened to the last couple of podcasts, and I'm seeing vi- I'm seeing video so much, man. It's <laughs> going to take some getting used to. But uh, uh, you know. I've got the face. I've got the face for podcasts. I must remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll move on to one of the newer signings, which is Emil Croft. And um, Goodness, he, he played a lot. He's played a lot since Project Restart, and he's been able to show what he can do. But I'm going to say this now: he's not a centre back. I know Bruce might have been forced to make this this change, but if he's a centre back, then I'm an astronaut. Do you know what I mean? It, like his marking ability is shocking. It's really, really shocking. Um, as a centre half, I mean, as a as a as a right back, he showed against um Bournemouth away how good he can actually be. He played really well. Um, but before that, he he played against Norwich, face plant at the deck. Um, played against Liverpool, Mr. Sittard Anfield, which would have put with 2-1 up. Um, <laughs> and then he played uh, the second half against uh, Leicester and on New Year's Day. But other than that, I, I, until Project Restart, he didn't get a look in. So I think, I'm thinking maybe a four, maybe a three. Out with that. I'm going to give him a fourth. We'll give Darlow a four. Similar yeah. kind of season. So I'm going to say four. And... Um, I would put him out on loan, Paul. I don't know. Uh, I, I know a lot of people be quick to sell him, but I think if he went to a championship club, playing as a right back, see what he can do. Um, and if he has a good season, maybe we can revisit it then. Because then, because Manquil would be, 30, I think he'd be 30 year old, Manquil, when he comes back. So, like, if he was to come back from a loan, so maybe there's a look into have him as a second choice if he has a really good season. So. You know, I'm telling you now straight away. If I was in that dugout, if I was in Steve Bruce's shoes, right, he'd be out the door. He'd be out the door. You know what? That, that Norwich performance. We were up the northeast at the time. We didn't. We didn't go to that away game. Um, no. But I'm telling you something. I was so tempted to jump in the car as the game was going on, drive down there, hopefully catch man, uh, not Mankio, Craft uh, at, at the stadium and give him a levering. Because honestly, <laughs> that was one of the worst games. You know, to, just just to try and speak to him and say, you do realise what your job is in this team. He was disgusting. He was awful, garbage, terrible against Norwich in a truly forgettable 
performance. Then the Liverpool situation just was like, are, are you trying to rub salt into an open wound? Really? Uh, and then he disappeared for ages, didn't he? Come back here yeah. and there. Um, and again, I've no doubt he's probably a cracking bloke and this, that and the other, but judging him purely on the football, I've not seen anywhere near enough. I've not seen a football and brain. I've not seen somebody who's desperate to keep a clean sheet. I've not seen somebody who can really um, do uh, sort of any mortaring up and down. I don't think he's the quickest. I don't think he's the tactically the, the best. I've seen a lot of right-backs in my time uh, and some awful ones. I've seen the Chavez. Uh, I've seen the Danny Simpsons. Uh, I've seen the Warren Bartons, the Steve Watsons in the flesh. And now we've got Emil Kraft. I'm sorry, like, but he, he'd, he'd be out the door. Um, I think he's been pretty bad. Yeah, he, he's filled in in a few positions. I actually think he's been an ant's dob better at centre-back than he has been right-back, to be honest. But equally, probably is garbage, in all honesty. I would sell. And what what score did you give him, Kyle? I'll give him a, I'll give him a four, similar to Darlow. Yeah, I just said a three or a four. You, you could be generous on this one if you want, but I, I just don't see anybody who I'd like to hang my hat on. You know, if, if I've got a right back, I'm judging them by the quality of a of a Warren Barton, of a Steve Watson, or, of a somebody of of, of that ilk. Oh, even you know, I, I just I just don't see a footballer. I don't but, see um... one. Paul, there's, there's breaking news as we, as we film this podcast. The petition has hit 100,000. Uh, it's just hit well, 100,000. As you've been talking about Croft. But um, yeah, it's just hit 100,000. Amazing work from. Min, uh, min. But I've the sale. Amazing work from all the celebrities that have shared it. Um, everyone who shared it, fantastic. We've managed to get 100,000. So brilliant, brilliant news. But we'll crack straight into. Um, into Federico Fernandez in the first of the centre backs, and um, just just to clarify, I, I would have loaned Aircroft uh, out in a four, but uh, Federico Fernandez has probably been think out the centre backs. He's played more than everybody else, um, so that means it, it, obviously there's more more of his game that's been on display this season than everybody else's. But um, so so consistent this season. I mean, he's had a couple of. Bad performances, Man United away on Boxing Day, and um, the I think there was one towards against Tottenham where he was particularly poor as well. But other than that, he's been a class act all season. Um, I don't want to highlight the negatives too much because all season he's been absolutely fantastic, and I think it's his best season in a Newcastle shirt. And I remember when he was when he first came in, and everyone was like, "Why we're we bringing him in? He's a relegated centre back." But yeah, fantastic centre back he's proved to be at Newcastle, and I would give him a, a very solid eight out of ten this season, and I would definitely, definitely keep him uh, with him. I think it was, I think there's been a clause in his contract for the extra season. They've applied that, and yeah. uh, if he had a similar season to this season, I'd give him another contract again because I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, even though he's what 30, 31, Rafa Rafa's proof with that signing. You don't always need to buy youth. To make your squad good, as the as the method of the board has been for years by younger players, um, you, you buy an experienced head. He's he makes the players around him better. He's good for likes of the cells, Clark, and all that. Um, and he's just proven how how good he's been this season. He's chipped in with a couple of goals as well. West Ham away, Southampton at home. 
yeah, he's been he's been a class act this season. I've got no complaints about him at all, Paul. To be honest. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for an experienced head, Carl. There really, really is. Uh, and yeah, he's been a very much a calming influence in the Newcastle team. Yes, he's had one or two uh, bad moments, but uh, you know that could be said about a lot of our team. To be fair, um, I think again for what we paid for him. Goes to show you, uh, Manchester City, you don't have to go out and spend absolutely oodles to be able to uh, poach a defender from a relegated side. You can get a few absolute gems, and this lad is certainly a, a gem. Keep him, no doubt about it, and a good 8 out of 10. Um, pushing on one of our best performers this season. Solid, reliable, and again, model professional. Never hear any complaints if he's playing, if he's put on the bench. No issues, no problems, no um, you know hissy fits out like that. Keep easy decision. Yeah, easy for me. Like um, yeah. he's I think he's um I, I think I, I, he's, I know he's abroad because he's somewhere hot uh, with his I think it's with his daughters and that and he's having but from what seems a really good time on Instagram he deserves it man uh, especially towards the end of the season we're feeling really sorry for him uh, with all the games he was playing and all that he needed a rest clearly. But uh, hopefully he's getting that much-deserved rest now. So rest up there, Freddie, and then get back, back to the next season because uh, whether a takeover was to happen or not, you'd probably be on the, you'd probably be on the team sheet for me in any way. But, uh, yeah, uh, fantastic season. And we'll move on to the captain now, Jamal Lascelles. And um, did you give him a score yet? Yeah, we'll 10 and keep, Freddie, just before we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right, we'll move on to Lascelles now. And this season, for me, has proven how much we actually need Lascelles. Um, I've I've said it for a while now, and I've I've had plenty of shit for it over the years that he's probably the most important centre back. Um, and now I know he's probably not the most um, he's probably not the best defender in terms of like what you can do for football and things like that. Because I know we've got better ball playing defenders like Cher, like Lejeune. But um, for me, Lascelles' leadership, his his physical presence, he's like. The ability to command his defence and command the team, I think, is more important than the the ball playing centre backs and things like that. And as you'll probably see later in this pod, well, yeah, later in this pod podcast, that um, the ball playing defenders, whether it's Steve Bruce or whatever it may be, they might get lower than Lascelles for me in any way. I don't know about Paul, but um, for me, Lascelles gets a gets an eight out of ten, like uh, similar Steve to Bruce. Steve, Steve Bruce. Who would I say? Like Steve, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, right? Steve <laughs> Bruce. But um, I, I would give Lascelles an eight out of ten. I think he's been really solid when he's played. He's made a couple of mistakes, but I, I, I don't think I can fault him. I, I think when he was injured between November, December, January time, we really missed him. Um, if it went for Clark and Federico, I think we would have been in a worse position mm. looking back through the season. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He, he's our captain, fantastic for a club who is continuously fighting relegation. Um, you know, from from the Premier League, we, we just fight to keep our head above uh, the water. I think he's a. He, it's amazing that we've been able to keep all of him. I'm surprised a, a so-called quote-unquote bigger team hasn't come in and tried to poach him to take him on to the next level. You know, give him some European experience and that side of it. I'm also flabbergasted that Gareth uh, Southgate hasn't got a pair of balls to be able to include him in any of the England games, including, including friendlies. Um, would agree, 8 out of 10. Yes, he's had a couple of performances that are a bit iffy and this, that and the other, but he's a fantastic uh, captain, professional, 
loves the role of being a Newcastle United captain, suits it well. His mother obviously keeps him in check if you watch on his social media. Um, she's uh, <laughs> always uh, keeping her eye out on him and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he, he does certainly far more good than he does negative on the football pitch for, for Newcastle. He's he's big, he's a warrior, he battles, uh, you know, even plays, you know, through through the pain barrier. So very much the same. Um, he's one of the first names on the team sheet, isn't he? We are blessed with some good centre-backs, to be fair, at Newcastle. Eight out cool. of ten and keep all day long. Yeah, for, for, for sure. Uh, no disagreements from me, mate. On to Fabian Shea now, and I, I mean, it's it's been a rough one. I mean, last season, I think he got Northeast Player of the Year. So for him to have such a decline in his, in his playing, I mean, I know there might be a couple of people that may think about selling him. Um, but for me, I would keep him. Um, although he has had a really bad season, he scored in the early part of the season against Watford. Um, but I think he's, I think his season peaked then, to be honest, because he just didn't look interested against Man City in the cup, uh, just letting people run by him, and just constant mistakes. Um, all across the board, he made one against Tottenham, which he got a lot of shit for. Um, he, he he made a tackle and then ran with it, lost the ball, and then it, the ball fell to Son, and Son put it across the goalkeeper to make a one 0 Tottenham. But uh, he's just been full of mis- full of mistakes. And as I said previously, will the real Fabian Share please stand up? But like, I, I can't give him any more than a five this season, Paul. Um, it might yeah. seem harsh, but I, I I I don't know. He just he just has not been on it. He's we know he's capable. Um, would definitely know he's capable of, of playing. I just think with the way Bruce sets up his teams, I just don't think it um, it helps Cher in any way at all. And plus playing him in midfield, which I actually championed in the early part of last season. I thought he might be, make a good centre-defensive midfielder with the way he passes the ball and with the way he defends as well. It like kind of sets up for that kind of role, kind of like David Luiz did at Chelsea for a little bit, and he actually did good. I mean, I'm comparing David Luiz one insult, but like there was a time <laughs> at Chelsea, there was a time at Chelsea where David Luiz was played in a centre-defensive midfield role, and he did really well in a in a period. So I was thinking, yeah, Freddie, I remember maybe that. do that. But yeah, it's been a poor season, but by no means does that mean sell him. I think he'll bounce back in the best of ways and he'll be one of our key players next season. So five out of ten, but definitely keep five yeah. What do you reckon? Paul? I think at the end of the day, I think form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah. Now bearing in mind that we, we're judging this as takeovers field, Bruce and Ashley going forward. Uh I think you've got to keep him. Um, I think his head maybe got turned last summer when Spurs were coming around sniffing for him and the likes. Uh, he has played in a few different positions. He hasn't been helped by not having a run in the team. He hasn't been helped by injuries and this, that and the other. Next season is a big season for him. We need to see the uh, the return of the old Fabian Cher uh, because, you know, the scorer of spectacular goals makes defending look easily. Um, I agree. I'd keep him. And five out of ten, but you know, it needs to improve for next season. We need to see the real Fabian Cher back, please. Yeah, for absolutely for damn sure. Uh, but we'll move on to Florian Lejeune, and it's it's really hard to mark him, um, because it's he's just been plagued by injuries for two seasons on the bounce. Paul, it's been it's been really hard for him. Um, he he's had two massive injuries in the same part on each leg. 
and he's came back and he's managed to play. But like as soon as he came in, came back into the fold, he he was made to play three games in in what seven days, which was which was absolutely balmy yeah. for me, mind. But um, too no. too much, too much, yeah. and, he, and he and it was short on that third game where he just got completely and utterly embarrassed. Cal, seriously, he he is technically on his day. I still believe arguably the best defender we've got at the club. However, the pace has just gone from him. The injuries have robbed him of the pace. He's playing in a different way. And 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 that, I mean, what we had to do when we he was thrown in at the deep end and played a couple of games in a week was just bombing. We'll get out to Steve Bruce later on. But, I mean, the, the, the overhead kick, fantastic. The double, to do your double in stoppage time at Woodison Park, and all was was brilliant. That's his highlight. But you're quite right. This season has been ravaged by uh, by injuries, by loss of form, loss of confidence, loss of pace. Um, and there's a big decision to come with this, you know, with the, with this lad because we've only got 25 places up for grabs really in, in this squad. We can't afford to be carrying passengers. So I don't know. Don't know what you think, but I think he's gonna have to score quite. Law, despite the heroics of Woodison Park, um, I'll give him, I'll give him a five. I think the Goodison Park draw scores him up from a four, but um, yeah, he just looked massively off the pace, and I think a little bit of time off and coming back fully fresh because I think it'll be the first if he doesn't pick up an injury between now and the start of the season, it'll be the first time he actually starts a season with Newcastle, I think, because we signed him in the middle of a season, didn't we? And, yeah, it's um, a pre-season interim. Yeah, I think it'll be the first pre-season he's had since since he signed, actually. So hopefully he can get a pre-season and get some minutes in and then get back on get back on it. Because I think, I think there is a good player there. I totally agree with you, Paul. In terms of the... In, uh, all round, he's probably the best defender because he can... Um, he can defend very well. He's got that physical presence. He can pass a ball. Uh, he, uh, there is questions about his pace now because of his injuries, but he's going to get a chance to showcase them next season. And I think Lejeune, if he takes his chance, will definitely be on the team sheet and there'll be a lot of headaches for Steve Bruce. And I will keep Lejeune, actually. I'm, yeah, I think I would as well. Five out of ten, but keep. I know Cher, Cher and Lejeune have had poor seasons by their own account, but... There's definitely a, a fantastic player in the two of them. So, yeah, definitely keep them. Um, two brilliant players. Um, what do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, I, I would keep them. Next season's next season is a big season for both of them. Players yeah, you just mentioned. Uh, and I'd have give a, a, a four or a five uh, for uh, Florian Lejeune. I'd have probably gone down to a four. Uh, even with those two goals, which was a fantastic moment, uh, we were down at Woodison Park uh, in the scenes. Uh, in the away end for the last two minutes of the game were mint. I mean, the previous 90 minutes were dross, don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you trail in 2 0, you bring a defender on. Yeah, I mean, we were just like Defender FC, weren't we, on that game? Uh, literally, defenders everywhere. And uh, it was one of their magical, magical experiences. I'd have given a, a four to ten, but I would certainly keep him with the proviso. You've got to get a, a pre season into the lad. You've got to try and either get that that um, sharpness back and that running back, or like Shearer did when he got his injuries towards the end of his career, you've got to find a slightly different way to play the game so that you're still effective and a useful member of, of, the, of the squad. I don't think he's going to be a first-team 
like a, a starter week in, week out next season. But by all means, we've got to keep him about, Kyle. Yeah, I agree, man. But we'll move on to uh, Kieran Clark. And I think he only played like 16 games last season. But when he did play, I think Newcastle were the best defensively. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I think he was our best defender last season. And I know it there's a there's a lot to be argued with that because I know there's been more more like there's players that have played more, there's players that have like obviously, you know. But like I think I just think when Clark played, we our defence was at its best and I'll I'm gonna give him an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. I, I would give him higher than Feddy and Lascelles, but he didn't play as much. And that's made mainly down to injury. But f- this time last year we were talking about maybe showing Kieran Clark the door because we had that many defenders and he was like the fifth choice. And especially if Bruce moved to a, a four at the back, it would be particularly tough for him to get back in. And he deserves the first team football. So maybe it was moving on, but he's came in and done really well. I think he's that professional yet that you need at the back. Yeah, not many people are going to be singing about him and, and, and going on about him all the time, like maybe Liverpool do with Van Dyke or whatever. But he... He just gets the job done, which is what you need. You that need that exactly, that's exactly um, what I was going to say. So, I, I, in fact, I'm going to give him a seven out of ten. Um, but it, it kind of kills me on logic. But I think down to the amount of games, it has to knock him down. I, I kind of give him a. I kind of say he scored higher when he hasn't been in the squad as much, but when he has played, he's been phenomenal. So I'm going to say yeah. he was the best defender this season, but because he's played less. Um, than the others due to injury or whatnot, I'm going to mark them below them because they've been consistently better throughout the season, obviously because they haven't been injured and stuff. So yeah. 7 out of 10 and Kieran Clark most definitely a keep. Um, I agree, Paul, or disagree? Yeah, or? I, I was going to say 7 uh, anywhere from and purely just marking them down a little bit for those injuries. Yeah, he would be a keep all day long. He's, uh, you know, he's scored some goals. Um, defensively fantastic again another model professional no trouble whatsoever even when he was fifth choice uh, he's worked tremendously hard and I just feel gutted for the lad that again the injuries have affected him not to the same level as a Florian Lejeune who's been out more than he's been in he still contributed a heck of a lot Kieran Clark this season so that's why there's a difference if anybody's saying well how come you're marking him right down for his injuries and then you, you know you're building Kieran Clark up Kieran Clark has played a decent amount of games. Kieran Clark has scored goals. Kieran Clark has looked fantastic when he's played for Newcastle this season. He's been awfully unlucky, but I would keep the lad all day long. And uh, seven out of ten, I think, is is uh, more than fair. Yeah, I agree. On to Paul Dummett, and it's similar to Kieran Clark. Actually, hasn't played much this season. Uh, it's been a real shame uh, for him. He picked, I think, he picked up an injury what January, early February, and it ruled him out for the rest of the season. And sadly, with Project Restart, he didn't, he, he he couldn't be included in the squad due to the registration rules of our favourite people at the minute, the Premier League. So, it's a difficult one with Dummett. Awesome. Um, the the get, I, I think with Dummett, you get what you, you you get what it says on the tin. I think for me, five out of ten. I, I, actually, it's either a five or a six because he's been relatively, he was relatively solid when he played. He didn't put a foot wrong. You know what? I'll give him a six. I think five out of ten would is like a, the lower, um, the lower grades you could give someone. So I think six out of ten is probably fair, uh, and I would definitely keep Paul Dummett as well because we we need one left back to compete with him next season. 
uh, whether that be um, Danny Rose, if we want to bring him permanently, or who I would go for, Jetro Villems. But um, yeah, six out of ten and keep for sure. Um, any disagreements, Paul? No, I would say that's uh, absolutely spot on. You keep Paul Dummett. Again, another model professional. Uh, he's a good footballer. Uh, he can fill in in a few different roles. Uh, again, doesn't complain when he's not in the team, but does a fantastic job when he is in the team. Uh, some people give him a lot of stick. I know when we're at St. James's Park, you hear the moans and groans and this, that and the other. Um, but like I say, he can play in a three at the back. He can play in, in a two uh, at the back as a centre-back. He can play a left-back. Um, he's not the world's best footballer, but he certainly put Newcastle first, even above international uh, you know, commitments and allegiances and that sort of thing. Um, I felt a bit gutted for him that he couldn't join in with the Project Restart stuff, given the Premier League's stupid rules. Obviously, originally he was due to be out for the season, but because of the fragmented nature of this season, he could have played some of the games coming back. He needs a good pre-season and then back into it. Uh, but I think your score and a keep is more than fair. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Um, but we'll move on to the to Aloni, um in Danny Rose, and obviously came in in the January. Um, very much a surprise in signing, to be fair. Um, I didn't think would bring. I knew we had to bring in a left back due to the injury of Willems, but I didn't think it would be a caliber Danny Rose because he was really expected to go to Watford. But uh, yeah, we brought him in. Uh, very, a sign that made a lot of sense. But and I thought as the season went on, he got a little bit better and a little bit better as it as it, as it went along. But um, I think I'm gonna have to give him the same as Dummett to be honest. A six out of ten. Um, he he did all right in bits, but obviously there was a I think there was one or two games where he did get a lot of uh, a, a lot of a lot of stick for. I think the on the train back from Crystal Palace, one of his first games, there was a lot some there was a lot about that. He was mentioning something with a fan and yeah, a lot of a lot of that, but. Off the field, he's, I think he's been more in the press for off the field stuff when he's been at Newcastle, to be honest, which is which shows the true class of the bloke. Um, donating loads to hospitals and, and stuff and helping the NHS and, you know, being a real, really champion in the NHS when they were really fighting on the battle of coronavirus. I know it's like lockdown isn't as strict as it was and stuff now, but... He really championed it when it, when the NHS on a daily basis were were fighting and stuff. So, yeah, and I mean they're still fighting now, but like obviously lockdown was a lot stricter a couple of months ago, and he was championing it then. So fair play to Danny Rose on that one. Um, but from a playing perspective, I kind of give him any higher than six out of ten. I don't think he deserves any lower because he's had a couple of decent performances in there. Uh, what do you reckon, mate? Do you reckon yeah. higher, lower? I think when the shit hit the fan, uh, you can tell what sort of a bloke he is. You know, top top lad, uh, and all of, all of that. But if we're just looking at the football, the, there is a few critiques. I've seen him in a few games where he's been, um, you know, sort of trundling back, not tracking runners, and it's led to situations and stuff. And he's looked half-assed and and that sort of thing. So I can understand fans critiquing him. I really, really can. When we signed him, I was sitting there thinking, well, it's, we, we've gone for a proven, like a name, a, a proven Premier League footballer as opposed to a cheap, you know, uh, option in from, you know, abroad that we've never heard of or whatever. So I was quite infused, quite excited about it. Um, we had 40 with his, um, you know, are we getting the England International or the chip shop version? 
um, and everything of it. Obviously, that was quite uh, an, an analogy. I don't think we've seen the very, very best of him. I do think he's obviously had, had to battle back from his injuries. I don't think some of his comments have helped him with the uh, Newcastle fans with regards to playing for Spurs and wanting to play for Spurs again and this, yeah. that and the other. But it was a it was a, a beneficial transaction for both parties, shall we say. He's done a decent job for us in at left-back when we haven't had done it, when we've had uh, Williams out. He has got better, I agree, with what you've said over the course of the, uh, the time that he's been with us. I don't think he's at the same level that he was when he was the England international and stuff. No. I don't think he's got a future at Spurs. But um, I wouldn't bring him back. I would prefer uh, Jeffrey Williams. Yeah, I'm in the same kind of thought, mate, to be honest. I think um, Rose is... I mean, if they brought in Rose, I wouldn't be against it. But there is a preference there for Jeffrey Williams. But um, I would say I would a six a five, and, 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 and not keep... But I wouldn't argue a five or a six, to be honest, mate. I just... Yeah, it's just yeah. one of them. But on to Jeffrey Williams now. And... Um, to be honest, mate, I think Jet Rule was probably one of the best left backs I've seen in a Newcastle shirt uh, since probably Jose Enrique. He looked yeah. every bit of the defender that was signed from Frankfurt on loan. Um, I know a lot of people still talk about his mistake against Arsenal, but he well and truly made up for that with the consistency of his performances after it. Um, I watched him against St Etienne in a friendly last year. And I knew then we had a good defender. He just looked so natural uh, as a full-back, uh, getting up and down the field like he can. The overlap with St Maximin, the relationship they have is actually really good. For me, I think he's an 8 out of 10. When he played, he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's goals against Man City and Liverpool were absolutely brilliant. He's, Thundercunts, mate. Absolute Thundercunts, yeah. them do. He's just a brilliant footballer. And for me... I think even though he's had a major injury and that, I think we need to bear with him uh, in terms of an injury. You've got a solid play and dumb it there to replace him if he's injured or having problems and stuff uh, and bring him back in. Because before then, I don't think Willems had a, had a major injury. So I think it's a, a case where you you bring Willems back in and, and, and keep him at Newcastle because I think he's he's definitely he's definitely good enough to play in the first team for us, for sure. He's prob and if, yeah. if you bear in mind, Paul, we didn't actually get to see the best of him. So I think he'd be better as a natural left-back, not a left-wing-back, but a left-back. I think you'd see more of him in a, in that kind of position, especially with Maximin and stuff. So I think I think the best is yet to come if we were to sign him. So I'd say an 8 out of 10 and keep Jet Rovellams for next season. Um, I put Definitely. him on a with the centre-backs that played well. I think he did that well. It's just a shame that he that he got injured at the, in the Chelsea game and stuff. But uh, wish him all the best in his recovery and hopefully he comes back to Newcastle next season. Yeah, because he, he was linked with us forever and a day, wasn't he? So it was good to finally get him. Um, and, and the wait was definitely worth it. Yes, he had one or two slight moments, but as we've said with others, who hasn't? You know, when you're playing for a club who are in the position that we find ourselves consistently in the league, you know, towards the bottom third, shall we say, he's uh, a quality uh, quality left back, absolute beast, huge unit. When he went down, we knew it was a bad one, the way he was hitting the ground and stuff like that. Can score a thundercunt, uh, defensively is, is sound. And um, yeah, the relationship and, and the chemistry that him and ASM has got is fantastic. We need to bring him back. What is it, about eight million or something like that that we're saying? Yeah. Bargain. Bargain. It is. Get him signed up. Quality. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But um, aye, we're going to go with eight out of ten plus keep. And uh, yeah. this 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 player, I know what Paul say about him, but uh, it's the last player that we're going to do in part one if we keep ourselves pl- uh, slash player ratings. So I think we're, we're already an hour and ten in, so we might as well cut it off <laughs> as a part one and then do a part two for the for the midfield striker and of course the manager Steve Bruce. But uh, the last player, Paul, I hope you're ready. It's uh, Argus Lazar. Now he's been out on loan at. Um, <laughs> I think it's Bonaventura or something like that. Serie B and only played six times. Um, I think, yeah, one out of ten, and because um, oh, he hasn't done anything out on loan, and um, I'd show him the door personally. What about you, mate? Where, I, know you, I, know, I know you love him. Uh, he is he is one of the worst <laughs> footballers I have ever seen. The best part of him. Slid down his mother's ass crack. That was made for him. And I just wish, uh, oh, I just wish we'd never had signed him. I wish his dad had gone and pleasured himself rather than uh, consummate the relationship that night. He is that bad. He's the best advert for a wank that you will ever, ever, ever see. Oh, my word. How much money have we wasted on this Galar? This is the same team that Emmanuel Riviere is getting game time in. And this lad can't get in. Oh, my word. Serie B. Oh, B is for bad. B. He's he's literally, he just, he can't defend. He can't pass. He can't score. He looks like a a catalogue model. Where do you want me to go with this one? I mean, no doubt, again, he might be a lovely lad. He might be this, that, and the other. He can clearly take a very nice uh, selfie on his selfie stick, on his boat, or on his, uh, you know, holiday villa or whatever. But judging it on the football, he was garbage at Newcastle. He's even been worse in Italy. He's been worse. He can't yeah. get in the team. How much money are we wasting on on, on, on this player? You know? Uh, and he just oh he's everything that is he is everything that is wrong with just wasting wasting money. Oh my work. It, it, it's I, I could go on. But uh, you give him a one. I wouldn't have even given him a, 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 I'd be in minus figures for this lad. It's an it's just embarrassing that we've even got them on the books. You know, uh, I, I, I've seen some tripe at Newcastle. I really, really have. We've had some awful uh, players at times. We've had some greats, but we've had some awful players. And he is up there. If I ever do a list of players that I just don't particularly like, Lazar would be up there because it, it it's like, it's as bad as that lad that Southampton once signed on, on, on a whim and they just threw oh, him into the first team and he'd never, ever played. What was the name of that lad? It was a forward. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember oh. soon. Put him in for half an hour. I know the whole yeah. story, but I don't know the lad's name. He ended up playing for Gateshead, actually. But, um, oh, my God, yeah, I get what you mean. I'm sure he's a lovely lad, is Argus, but... Um, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he is, and I'm sure he's got a fantastic lifestyle. And I'm sure he would make a fantastic catalogue model, but as a as a as a as a footballer representing Newcastle and contracted to Newcastle, it is embarrassing. He wouldn't even get in the Sunderland team, Kyle. He is that bad. He wouldn't get in the Sunderland team. He can't get into the team in Serie B. Uh, and I think they've only just literally by the skin of the teeth stayed up, haven't they? They could have got relegated again. Went on a right run towards the end of the season. Obviously, not thanks to Lazar at all. Um, but honestly, if you're not as good as even Emmanuel Riviere, 
then there's got to be questions about you. Yeah, I'd have given a zero and, and yeah, free transferred. I'd have done out just to get them off the books because I just feel embarrassed at him being on the books of Newcastle United. It's, yeah. it's just like, I'm not, I'm not slating that the person is a man or anything else like that. You know what I mean? I just, as a footballer, I just wish we'd had no involvement with this lad whatsoever. He's one of the worst ever footballers in Newcastle United, from my experience. The selfie generation and all that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, whatever he does in his time it, 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 on social media, as long as it's like off the field, it, it'd be for mental if he's trying to take selfies and that while he's playing left back. But um, as, as long as it ain't affecting like his time at playing football. But I, I think there is a lot of questions with Arthur Zahn. I, I don't think they're, they're really worth going into, but I think selling him would be a, a good decision for both. If, if he can get a move back to Italy, you know, where uh, I think we're signing from Bologna a couple of years ago. I think a move similar to that would be a decent move for him. But um, yeah, I think a one out of ten, and we'll sell him. But um, that's yeah, you, you know, you know, we bought him off, right? He was doing cartwheels when we when we paid that money for him. He was doing cartwheels around Italy. I think only paid one point two five for him. But, only. Uh, <laughs> Oh my word! I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend one pound twenty-five on him. Goodness, <laughs> he's been that bad. He's been that bad. Bring back Carlos Rand. But um, I thought it'd be funny to end part one on uh, on Art of Lazar. But um, let us know in the comments what you think of yours so far. In uh, in part two, we're going to go through the midfield and we're going to go through uh, the the strikers as well and Steve Bruce. But uh, I didn't want it going on a bit too. I didn't want it going on a bit too long. Uh, so I'm, I've just cut it into two phases. Um, but massive farewell uh, done on the petition as well. I'll end on on saying that Brilliant. again. Uh, we'll keep the numbers rising on that one. We we'll don't just stop at hundred thousand. We'll keep it going, and uh, hopefully now the government can now look into it and find the Premier League to be as corrupt as they come. But um, as always with Magpie twenty four seven, I've been Kyle and. Uh, Paul, as always, fantastic to record with you, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it and stuff. And uh, yeah, you can catch all the other other podcasts on Spotify or wherever you catch them. Uh, Anchor, there's there's quite a few of them there. But um, if you wanna if you if you wanna check them out on my socials as well, it's all there. But uh, yeah, this has been part one. Hope you catch one part two, and uh, catches all in a bit. See, speak to you soon. Keep it